our gospel this morning for this Christ the King Sunday. Matthew 25, verses 31 to 46. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, come you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? When was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger. You did not welcome me naked and you didn't give me clothing, sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and didn't take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The gospel of the Lord. So this is a hard one. If you listen closely anyway, this parable about separating the sheep from the goats. It's popular, Matthew 25, because it speaks for itself when Jesus says, whenever you did it for one of the least of these, you did it to me. That stuff makes for a great inspirational calendar or bumper sticker or coffee mug or whatever. The rest of it's a different story. That stuff about separating the sheep from the goats, I mean. There was a thread just this week about it on the ELCA clergy Facebook page with no less than 100 comments from pastors and preachers going back and forth about what to do with it again on this Christ the King Sunday. That sheep and goats stuff can trigger the fear factor of our faith and makes us wonder about which side of God's heaven we'll find ourselves on when the time comes. And wondering about that, we become like kids on the theological playground, wanting to make sure we get picked sooner rather than later and that we end up getting picked for the right team. As far as the story goes, that means we wanna get picked to play for the sheep, not left out or left behind like the goats. 
So too much of the time, this bit from Jesus moves us to worry too much, if not exclusively about ourselves, about our own souls, about our own eternity, about our own status in the eyes of our God. None of us wants to spend eternity as a goat on the outs, sent into the everlasting fires of eternal punishment. Am I right? But I'm convinced Jesus means to accomplish just exactly the opposite when he tells us this story, because he's Jesus, Christ the King. I'm convinced he means to get us thinking about anyone and everyone else in God's kingdom, not the one staring back at us in the mirror. I don't think we're supposed to worry as much about our own eternity as we are called to worry about the suffering of the world around us right here and right now, which reminded me of a song, a video actually by Van Halen that came out when I was a senior in high school, way back in the 1900s, as my kids like to say, 1992 to be exact. Fair warning, I may not have chosen to show this on the wall in the sanctuary during a regular Sunday morning worship service because some of it might seem a little inappropriate for some folks. But since we're online and we're in our homes, it seems doable. I'm also banking on the fact that Cross Gracers are more fun and more faithful and more forgiving than a lot of Christian flavored people. So we're gonna watch it. Nothing else, I'll ask for your forgiveness later. Give me one second to cue it up here.
for what it's worth, the most controversial offensive part of that video for me is the assertion that God kills dogs and my grandmothers. I don't think that's even remotely true, but that's another sermon. What I remembered and still like about that video is the way it makes you think about what's going on in the world where we live, but that we don't always notice. Stuff that's easy to miss or ignore or deny or pretend away. People even that are easy to miss or ignore or deny or pretend away. And again, I think that's the same thing Jesus is calling our attention to in this morning's gospel. He says, whenever you did it to one of the least of these, you did it to me. Whenever you feed the hungry, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, visit the sick or imprisoned, you do it to me or not. This isn't just about our prospects for eternal life. This is about our potential to be God's people right now. This is not about our prospects for eternal life. This is about our potential to be God's people right now. So instead of imagining who's in and who's out of the kingdom when the end of time comes, I think Jesus is inviting us to imagine who's being included or who's being left out of the kingdom right now. Who is it that's hungry and thirsty? Who is it that feels like a stranger in your town, in your neighborhood, in your classroom, in your congregation, in your house? Who is it that's naked or sick or in prison and needs to be clothed with something like love, like the welcome of a friend, like the hope of salvation, like the forgiveness of sins? I don't think Jesus is saying we'd better get to work or else. I think Jesus is trying to change our perspective so that we'll get to work because there's a new kingdom afoot. Jesus showed up to jumpstart the coming of God's kingdom in a way that had yet to be seen. Jesus showed up to die and to be raised as a sign that God's forgiveness and love and mercy and new life were for all of creation in a way that creation so easily forgets too much of the time. Jesus showed up, this Christ the King, to inaugurate a new era, a better way of being, to give us a glimpse of what has already come and invite us to get on with it, to get on with it and to get into it, a kingdom where love rules right now, where justice would, could, should prevail right now where hunger and thirst and poverty and nakedness and sinfulness and shame already right now do not belong. Jesus showed up to open our eyes to what's going on in the world around us right now so that we'd get to work doing justice and loving kindness and walking humbly and loving one another, even and especially the goats, showing mercy, welcoming the stranger, caring for the least among us, and more. Because when we do, it could change everything for us and for others and for the world right now. And the kingdom will come among us right now. And Christ the King will rule our hearts and our minds and our lives for the sake of the world right now, when we and so many others need it most. 
Amen.